Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. So let's get straight into it. This is a sermon on walking, though. It's a sermon on walking through disappointment. Walking through something when what we were expecting to happen didn't happen. When what we were expecting the great breakthrough of God perhaps to happen or the great answer to prayer and it doesn't happen. And I want to talk really a bit of a testimony message this morning from my own journey of how... um, through the things I've gone through, I can still, I guess, stand up here today with my faith intact and even stronger, actually, than what it was before I walked through some pain and some disappointment. Because, you know, when we feel like God has let us down or when life deals us an unexpected blow, we can kind of hold God responsible and disappointment can come. And I'm not actually going to go into the theology of answered and unanswered prayer this morning because we could be here forever. Um, I actually just want to talk about our response when those seasons of disillusionment come and disappointment come. And I've specifically talked about walking because this is something that we can get really stuck and stagnant in. Maybe not in our whole, the whole breadth of our Christian faith, but in certain issues or certain areas. Perhaps it's that you stepped out and prayed for healing for someone and it didn't happen. And, and that's, that's an area of disappointment that you just don't go to anymore. You, it's a no-go zone. Or, you know, perhaps it's, it's an, uh, um, an issue with a child. Someone, you know, you, you, you've got such disappointment in something that's happened for them or you've brought them up in, in the faith and they've walked away and, and a disappointment has crept in. You know, for me, the major times um, that I've needed to walk through disappointment with God, just last year, my friend who was 36, she had three beautiful girls the same age as me. She passed away from bowel cancer. And she was the most spirit-filled, faithful person. And there was hundreds of, of us praying. And I know there'd be many of stories similar. I had to walk through a real sense of disappointment with God about that. When our little girl passed away in 2011, you know, the feeling of just being let down by God, the feeling of where, where were you, God, in that season? Why did you not protect our daughter? You know, that was a major And then we were followed by a period of infertility and miscarriage. And I was like, you know, I'm kind of a bit like, God, if one bad thing happens, like the rest of my life should be sweet. I'm sorry. Like, are you guys a bit like that? I I am. I'm like, you know, I've had enough rotten stuff happen. You know, this is not fair, God. And then a few years ago, there were some decisions out of our control, and it was around the same time as we lost Summer, that meant that we were no longer able to pastor the group of people that we loved and that we'd sown our lives into. And, um, and it wasn't anything to do with us, but it felt like God was stripping away everything. And um, I was really disappointed. These are some extreme examples, <laughs> but we, we all have... Examples of when, you know, disappointment comes in. It might even just be, I'm kind of coming to this a bit with that whole midlife, not crisis, but that midlife disillusionment, like, God, I thought I'd be here by now. 
you know, or I thought I'd be here in my relationship with you or my ministry or, or my career. You know, I think that can kind of creep in as well. We are really quick to spread the glory stories and it's great, we need to. We need to spread the times that God has answered prayer and God has come through. But I think that we also need to be willing to share about what to do when disappointment and disillusionment come. I think sometimes we don't wanna be a bad commercial for God, but I think he's actually big enough to be a commercial for himself. Like he, he can take it. Um, some things I've noticed if we don't walk through disappointment well, well, I think we might all know people that have just said, God didn't come through there, I'm out of here. You know, this person didn't get healed or that happened, this person did something to me and they've gone. That's the extreme. But I think it can actually creep in for all of us, you know, because we just try and get on with life, but there's this area in our, in our spirits where maybe we're apathetic, maybe we're cynical, Maybe we still believe in God, but we don't pray about that issue anymore. Or maybe we still believe, but we doubt underneath, or we doubt his goodness, or we doubt his good intentions, or we doubt his power. Maybe we think, oh, it's all very well for them. What's gone wrong in their lives? You know, maybe we justify it. Perhaps we blame the pastor and the church. It's the church's fault. You know, because actually that seems easier and safer than blaming God sometimes, doesn't it? We blame ourselves. But I want to say that it doesn't have to be that way. And we can actually walk through these times in our lives and come out stronger and closer to God. We don't have to be the cynical, bitter, disillusioned, walking away from God people. We can actually come out with gold. And so um, I'm just going to share three things that I found have helped me move forward. They're pretty cool because they all start with E and I'm quite proud of myself for that. So please be impressed because they all start with E. Awesome, all right, the first E. <laughs> the first E is express. We need to express our emotion to God. You know, when I was walking along with Stanley and um, I was annoyed and I didn't let him know, it was all just going on in my head. I remember when I walked six hours. Like, what kind of person is this? I walked six hours. He was talking, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh, yeah. Do you know what it did? It created a barrier between us. We weren't having intimate conversation, we weren't having a great time. How much so if we are holding disappointment and emotion to God and we have not told him. How much more of a barrier is that going to create? And he knows it. It's not like he doesn't know. And so um, if we don't acknowledge, not necessarily to our friends or our family, but acknowledge to God how we're feeling, it creates a barrier. One writer even says it creates a spiritual sickness in us if we hide and are not honest with God about our emotions. But doesn't it feel wrong and even blasphemous to say, God, I'm disappointed in you. God, I'm disappointed that this didn't happen. God, I'm disappointed. In fact, I'm downright flippin' angry that I had to bury my child. God, I actually kind of hold you responsible for this. Well, the lightning hasn't come and struck me because God can take that. He can take our emotions. A book that really helped me during this time is called God on Mute by Pete Grieg. And he says, the thing that keeps God out of our lives is not sin. It is our compulsion to pretend, to cover, 
to hide. But when we open our hearts to be honest to God in prayer, He is totally unfazed by the mess of our internal world. We won't shock God if we tell Him how we're feeling and we do nothing good for our souls by pretending. Um, some of the things I've said, I said to God, God, I feel like you've betrayed me. I said that just a few months ago. I was kind of scared to say it. I did almost wonder, <laughs> you know, is he going to be angry at me? But I, I just felt there was a situation where I just felt like, God, I've stepped out in faith here. I felt like you said to do this and it, and it hasn't happened. God, I feel betrayed. Please help me. Please help me get through these emotions. God's love is fierce enough and big enough to deal with that. How do I know this? Well, apart from walking through it myself, God's word doesn't shy away from people expressing their emotion. In particular, when we look at the Psalms, they're filled with emotional and disgruntled prayers, with grief and lament and anger and doubt. And Psalm 22 is one of these examples. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? So far from my cries of anguish. My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, I find no rest. I tried to read that in an angry voice because I actually think when we read something, we miss it. Like how many of you have read that? It wasn't that angry, but you know, you read it and you're like, oh yeah, okay. But can you imagine how he would have actually been saying it? I don't think he would have been or singing it. I think he would have been saying it with some emotion behind it. These Psalms, there's a group of them called the Lament Psalms. There's over 30 individual Lament Psalms. To me, that gives me permission to be angry and lament and express my emotion. And there's also around 15 community Lament Psalms where as a community of people, they grieved and they lamented and they expressed their emotion to God. But there's a key difference of the Psalms here to what the Israelites did when they were in the desert. In Numbers 11, it said they grumbled against God. They were grumbling to each other against Him. God hasn't done this for me. God hasn't done this for me. Can you see the difference between the Psalms and Numbers? The Psalms, we are engaging with God in our expression of grief, with God in our anger, with God in our emotions. We are, we are grieving in partnership with Him. Whereas the Israelites, they did it against God. And that's the key with the, the lament. It's the key with walking through disappointment because we can grumble and complain till the cows come home to everyone else. But at some point, we need to be brave enough and big enough to step into the arena with God and say, God, I feel like you've let me down. Help me. Help me process these emotions. And so the first key is to just be in partnership and engage and express with God. I found this amazing quote from, once again, from Pete Gregg. He says this lamenting, it's more than just venting emotion. It's one of the fruits of a deepening spiritual life that has learned to stand naked before God without shame or pretense. Honest lament expresses a vibrant faith that has learned to embrace life's hardships as well as its joy and bring life to everything, everything to the Father in prayer. It's in his despair that the psalmist really reveals the nature of his special relationship with God, honesty even to the point of anger. This ability to lament before God is actually a fruit of a deepening spiritual life. A 
Isn't that profound? I found that profound anyway. I thought it was so important. So firstly, in our disappointment, let's engage with God and cry out to him. Let's not try and ignore the emotions and let that barrier stay. Or just be angry about God in that area, but not be in relationship with him. Psalm 34 verse 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. He will respond when we come to him in this way. So let's express. I'm not naturally an expressive person, eh, hun? Oh, no. No, I do, I, do, I do tend to keep my emotions inside until they all come out in an explosion. So this was really key for me. So express. The second thing, we need to engage in the wrestle to gain God's perspective. When things happen that we're not expecting or we're really believing for, it brings up these age-old questions. Why, God? Why? Are you good or are you not good? Are you sovereign or are you not actually powerful enough? You know, why did these things happen? And, or, or you know, do you even care about me, God? Or, or are you just this big entity that, that doesn't see me and my individual issues? Have I done something wrong? All these questions, and there's a wrestle with God. It actually shakes our foundations a bit in the char- character of God. And what, what we maybe in the past has felt really solid and stable can start to feel unstable. Now, if we don't process through this, you know, that, that's when we, those things can happen, like we can walk away, we can, some cynicism can come in, or some no-go zones in our faith can come in. Um, and so, with, for me, this has been just vital that I've known how to get God's perspective in my disappointments, because in my mind, I could just turn it all around to be my fault. When we... Um, had that disappointment in the ministry and we weren't pastoring anymore. Over a period of probably about two years, I did this process. So I'm not talking about quick fix here, but about two years it took me to walk through this disappointment and to really get God's perspective. At one point, God gave me a picture of this just barren, cleared out ground. I was like, oh, thanks God, so encouraging. Like, awesome. Just basically saying, this is your life. I've cleared it out. I've stripped it away. Awesome. You are good. Good. And it was hard. It was hard to see. But I was like, okay, okay. Yep, that's how I feel. Thanks for showing me that, God. A few months later, over a period of time, he gave me that picture again. But this time there was some beautiful buildings built on it. And there wasn't just one big tall one. There was lots of different ones and they were pretty and and I felt like he said you know I stripped this away so that you and me together could build a beautiful life you know because it was tied up to do it was all to do with identity but for me that gave me God's perspective it was like yes I feel like everything's been stripped away but as long God as I know that it's for a purpose and I'm going to come out better. I'm going to come out with, beautif- with beauty and variety and your presence with me. It gave me a perspective to process through the disappointment. The emotion and the disappointment was still there, but I, all of a sudden I got God's perspective. God is in control. God cares. God is doing something that I don't know. You know, when Summer died and I wrestled with the why, I wasn't going to get the answers to that question. Not until I get to heaven will I know why she passed away. 
There was no medical reason and there was no great reason from God coming down from heaven. And so it was a different wrestle to the other one. But what I had to do was I had to kind of continue to get God's perspective that He loved me and that He was good and that no matter what I walked through, He would never leave me and that His presence was there. And, you know, there's a scripture that, that talks about Jesus interceding with us and for us in those times. And I had to wrestle through to get that perspective that even though this terrible thing had happened, God was still good and God was still powerful and God still loved me. And it didn't give me answers and it didn't erase my grief, but it gave me a perspective and a peace to be able to walk through my disappointment. But how often, this is hard work, how often are we really willing to do this hard work? Or is it easier just to walk away from the disappointment and ignore it? I tell you what, it will come back. So my heart... This is a heart message, but my heart is just to please engage to get God's perspective because you will come out with gold. You truly will. There's a psalm that illustrates this process so well. Um, It's in the Passion Passion Translation that I feel like it really describes it. It's Psalm 84, verse 5 to 7. How enriched are they who find their strength in the Lord Within their lives are highways of holiness. Even when their paths wind through the dark valley of tears, they dig deep to find a pleasant pool. Where others find only pain, they grow stronger and stronger with every step forward, and the God of all gods will appear before them in Zion. There are some people who walk through pain and they only find pain. But there are some people who walk through pain and they dig deep and they find a pleasant pool. That's what I'm talking about. We find the pleasant pool of God, and those people will grow stronger and stronger with every step forward. So let's find that pleasant pool. Let's engage in the wrestle to find God's perspective in our disappointments. We can, and we can, we, you know, we can find that pleasant pool. I'm standing here today to say I never thought I would be able to say it. Honestly, there were times when I was like, God, I'm out. But if we can stay and wrestle through to find that pleasant pool, we will come out the other side. And finally, oh, 30, we need to emerge and walk forward and trust God spoke to me after a recent disappointment. I'd done the first two. Man, the first one, I shocked even Stanley with my expressing. <laughs> we were sitting on the couch. He was like, I think you need to pray. And I'm like, nope. Like, I think you do. I was like, okay, I'll pray. Oh. He was like, who is this woman? I was just like, I'd, I'd really expressed well. And I had to some extent got, gain God's perspective, you know, in it. But... Um, I was, bit, I was just a bit stuck and what I realised is I was like, I've done this, but I, well, I realise I don't actually trust God in this area anymore. Ooh, ouch. And I felt like God said to me, you're walking along this path and I'm in it and I'm not going anywhere. And I'm like, I know, but I just, can I run away? Can I skirt around you? So you're just going to keep butting heads against me on this issue unless you choose to trust me in it. Unless we choose to walk forward together. He said, I'm not going anywhere. 
like, oh, you are immovable. You know, the only way we're going to get away from God is by running ourselves away. He is going to stand there in our path. And I, and I just felt like he said, you know, on this issue, we need to walk forward together in trust or you're just going to keep coming up against it, keep coming up against it, keep coming up against it. And, um, and I found that that trust in those areas of disappointment, that relinquishing of control, even though we didn't get the answer we wanted, you know, that is a massive thing to do. And in those lament psalms that I was talking about, there is always this turning point, isn't there? There's an expression of trust where they say, God, this happened and it sucked, but I will still trust you, but we will still walk forward. And that psalm that I mentioned before in 22, the first two verses were the ones I read. Verse three, the very next psalm, yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. And you, our ancestors, put their trust. They trusted and, they, and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. And you they trusted and were not put to shame. And these laments always have this happen, this, this shifting. We've done our grieving, we've done our processing, we've done our wrestling. Okay, now we need to emerge and we need to trust again in these issues. There are, there's trust and faith for answered prayer. And there's a darker trust for unanswered prayer. It feels different. It's a darker trust. It's a harder trust. It's a hard fought for one trust, but it's there. And there's a trust and faith, isn't there, for God's will when it's ours too. And then there's a trust and a faith when God's will is not what we would choose. And it's a decision. And it's incredibly painful at times, but it's incredibly powerful. You know, a wise man once said to me, and it was Vic Francis, he didn't say it to me, I was sitting in the congregation, but it was a fantastic message. And he said, I'm paraphrasing, I might get it wrong. He said, you know, when I was 20, I sat with Fran and we talked about everything that we were gonna do and everything God was gonna do and all the dreams we had. And um, he said, when I look back at 50 something, he said, you know, all the things that we prayed for and believed for, not that many of them have happened. He said, but what God has done in me and through me in those last years is gold. He said, and I wouldn't exchange it for anything that God had done for me because what he's done in and through me. And, and I just wanted to remember that because it stuck with me because it's so true. You know, if we can walk through disappointment in a healthy biblical way, they won't take us out they will actually be transformed to gold. It's not, we can actually look back on our lives and go, you know what, it's not even our great achievements that are gold. It's the fact that we walked through these struggles and these disappointments and God has brought us through and he has turned them to gold. And that's how we can say, we know in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. In all things, even our disappointments, God can work for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purposes. So let's not hide, run from our disappointments. Let's not allow them to fester. Let's not, let's not become cynical. Let's engage, express, embrace, emerge. All those E words, I can't remember what they even are. Express, 
engage, emerge. And let's come out the other side. Just lastly, I wanted to say this is something that's really important to do in community. Um, there are some deeply personal individual things we need to do, but I think it's really important to remember that if you're going through some of these deep disappointments, let's do it with a fr good friend. Let's do it with someone like Fran, a spiritual director, or a counsellor, or a pastor, or a house group. You know, let's, let's bring other people in to this journey and help them walk through with us. And um, let's truly be people who can walk forward with this solid, immovable faith in our good God who will never leave us or forsake us no matter what happens to us in our paths and our journeys. Amen. So I just wanted to offer um, an opportunity, I guess this morning, it's, it's, a, it's a tough subject and it might have touched something you might even be thinking of gosh, I'm actually really disillusioned in this area or I'm really stuck um, or I'm cynical or I'm angry. We, we actually wanted to offer an opportunity to, to be able to do some of these things to engage in your emotion or express or just, just gain some support and some prayer. So we are going to have ministry time this morning. Um, how are we going to do that, Vic? <laughs> I'm looking at Vic. We're going to play some music and um, we'd love you to walk, you to come forward. Um, just to stand with you. Um, I found this place to be an incredibly healing place. And I've, I know every time that I have come forward on an altar call, God has met me and done something. So, so if you haven't been disappointed yet, you will be. I'll leave you with that really encouraging <laughs> note. And, um, and just know that our God is good and He's so for you in these. So please do come forward. I would love to pray for you and um, it'll be good. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast.